Ramirez, your host of Stand Out and Grow. I want to help your business stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. Building your business is really, really hard. And knowing what marketing and advertising tools you need to help you become successful is extremely confusing. After 30 years of working with thousands of businesses, I am here to help you make good business decisions. I want to help you understand the programs that are available to you so that you can stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. So let's get started. I thought I was already on the stream. I feel like a little sportscaster today. <laughs> uh, this is Kat. Thanks for sh- joining me live today. And today I have a really, really special guest that is joining me. Fix my he- headgear here. Um, and uh, I think you guys are really, really going to appreciate this. And if you're joining me today, please, 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 please drop a comment and let me know that you're watching this live. If you're not watching this live, drop a comment and let me know that you're watching this on the rebroadcast. And so I'd love to know where you're uh, tuning in from. So let me know your uh, city, state, country, wherever you're uh, tuning in from. So um, it really does... Um, get me really excited when I uh, bring on guests that are talking about anything that has to do with the sales process to help you develop more business and grow your business. And I was very, very fortunate to meet uh, Merit Khan, and she is CEO of Select Sales Development. And I will make sure that I put her information streaming on below. Um, But the the great thing that she's going to bring to the table is she's going to talk about the four words that transform sales. And I'm so excited about this. Let me bring her on so she can talk to you. Hey, Mary. I'm doing great, Kat. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. And um, so we're so, so excited to learn from you today. And before we get rolling and get started, I want you to just give everybody a little background about you and who you are. Perfect. Well, uh, let's see. Uh, Professionally, I'm the CEO of Select Sales Development, and we spell it S-E-L-L-E-C-T because it is all about the sell. But we actually want people to stop selling and start getting selected. Huh? Huh? I love that. (laughs) Um, Thanks. So I've been doing sales, sales management, training, coaching, consulting. I speak at conferences and events and sales kickoffs and things like that on a wide variety of sales topics that inspire and and leave people with good content they could put into action right away. Um, Personally, I do stand-up comedy as a hobby and I love it. It's the most terrifying and most fulfilling, rewarding thing on the planet. I um, wrote, performed, and produced a one-woman inspiring comedy show called Book of Merit, and it's going to tour the U.S. starting next year. So, well, starting this fall, uh, fall of 2022. So that's something I'm super excited about. And I am this close to being an empty nester after five years of full custody, single parenting of a teenage great kid (laughs) but very excited for him to go off to college uh he's he and i are both excited for our upcoming freedom in five months and 28 days 
<laughs> wow. Wow. How exciting. You got a lot of things going on. Okay. So I have to make a quick comment about your being a stand-up com- comedian because I was on uh, a workshop. And so I'm all about learning, learning myself. So I'm teaching myself and I'm learning and I'm uh, participating in other people's workshops. And uh, this workshop was about drop the mic, you know, learn how to drop the mic, you know. And so uh, the guy said, he goes, you know, you should always prepare for when you're going to speak in public, right? You, mm. you prepare. And he said, if you wing it, if you wing it, you know, because he said there's a lot of people that wing it. And he goes, there's people that wing it and do it really, really good. And those people typically are people who have done improv or um, they do uh, some type of uh, speaking groups where you have to, you know, they give you a topic, you go up in and you speak to it. Right. Yeah. And he said, but the people that typically wing it and they don't prepare. And he says, you're what you're doing is you're wasting people's time. You're yeah. wasting people's time because you're just practicing on them and you're not prepared. So I love that you do stand up because to me, that tells me you are prepared, um, which is a great thing, you know, because <laughs> we don't want to waste anybody's time. Right? Thank you. Yes. Uh, and, and that is exactly how I feel about it. And it's really fascinating because I think the relationship between stand up comedy and keynote speaking, as an example, ha- they've both uh both interests and and activities have informed and helped me do the other. So because I was a keynote speaker for, you know, I've been doing that for more than 15 years, it it helped me really get comfortable uh, in a stand-up role and the way that I had to prepare because a stand-up set has to be tight, tight, tight. There's no, there's no improv. Yeah. You can, you know, play off the audience and hecklers or whatever, but you really have to be ready. You know, there's, there's just, it's joke, 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 joke. And you have to be so rehearsed for that. And and in fact, I think my keynotes got better after I started studying and performing stand-up comedy because I was back in that rhythm of rehearsals in ways that I might have started to take for granted. Okay. So now this does lead into our wonderful topic because <laughs> as every entrepreneur, startup, even a marketing consultant, business consultant, any rep, you have to be prepared as a salesperson, right? Right. You can't you can't just wing it. You have to know the things that you are going to come up against, which are called objections. And so we're super excited to learn what you have for us today, which is what are the four words that transform cells? So tell us about that, Merritt. <laughs> You know, I think for a long time, I mean, in my early days of sales training, coaching, consulting, really what I had was the mechanics of sales. And I could teach people, this is what to say when your prospect says this, you answer this. And it was very, it was very kind of old school, if I'm honest, but it was, it was, it was 20 years ago. And what I noticed was that people, my clients were having a hard time. I kept hearing them say things like, yeah, but I just didn't feel like like we were in the same place. Like they didn't really, they weren't really open to hearing what I had to say in the first place. So I was almost like skipping past that, like in an argument with reality, like thinking they were with me when they weren't. And so all of the great tactics, tips, tricks, 
you know, mechanics of selling that I was teaching them didn't always land for them. And it wasn't because they didn't know it or they weren't good with people or great in that sales process and the transaction. It was that they were essentially kind of talking to a brick wall. And so I started to teach my, my clients, why don't you start with a question? Like, have you already decided it can't get any better or are you open to a new possibility? And when I started to see my clients using that that one question out in the world to kick things off, what it did was it forced, not forced in a bad way, but it, it invited the prospect to really acknowledge that first and foremost, they were coming to the conversation with an open mindset. And and they they hadn't decided that this was as good as it was going to get. And that allowed them to hear the solutions, the ideas, the opportunities that the salesperson was bringing to them. And so when you distill that down, it's a great question. And it's really how I start most all of my keynotes. Have you have you already decided it can't get any better or are you open to a new possibility? But the four magic words, the, the words that make that work. Or are you open to? Okay. That's that's the magic. Okay. And it works for everything. Okay. So I, you know, my brain is ticking and then I can, <laughs> I can add this because, you know, if I think about all the people that I work with or talk to and what have you, you know, and I talk about new strategies, you know, immediately if I mention it, they'll say, oh, that doesn't work. Oh, that doesn't work. Oh, I tried that cat doesn't work. And so I always come back with, okay, how, you know, did, how do you know it doesn't work? Did you try it correctly? Are you sure that it was in place properly? Are you sure there was a strategic, you know, analogy here? Like, or, or are you saying it doesn't work because someone told you it doesn't work? Do you, you know what I'm saying? And right. so I, I can see where that opening line just removes those barriers, removes those objections because, the reality is as we get older or we get so, so ingrained in our business, so ingrained, I mean, right. I'm ingrained in my business, you know, that if someone offers in uh, a suggestion or opportunity, you're immediately blocking it out. You're like, ah, it's not for me. Right? Yeah. You know, it's um, when I when I do a live event, I, I kind of describe it like this. So I'll, I'll walk you through the, the visual okay. of it if you're listening on audio. Um, imagine a closed fist, right? A closed fist. And, uh, in, you know, your left hand is a closed fist in your right hand is a twenty dollar bill. So your your closed fist represents your prospect's mind. That's basically where they're at. Right. They They've been, they're overwhelmed. They're bombarded with ideas and people trying to sell them things. And, and, you know, they just have to protect themselves and kind of close off to the overwhelm. And in your right hand is this $20 bill. And that represents all the value you have, your solutions, your ideas, your great stuff. And all day long, we're trying to jam this $20 bill inside a closed fist. Like, it, it just doesn't work. You can't get your good ideas in. A, a closed mind never buys. So the first thing you want to do is open their mind so that you can close more deals. Simple as that. That is a great metaphor. I love it. That is amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. Okay, so let's talk about like some of the things that you do um, and some of the, the services that you provide. Um, so the, the four words that are going to transform yourselves, 
this is the biggest probably takeaway for anybody who is listening or tuning in right now. Um, because again, those four words to me, open up an objection of people that when you set the premise, because basically you're setting the stage when you meet with someone or talk to them or Zoom them, you're really opening up their mind to, okay, are you ready for a change, right? Are you ready for an opportunity? Are you ready for a change? Whatever that philosophy is, okay, or whatever your positioning you want to put in there, okay? Um, So in that, is there something that you would suggest to people that when they um, are trying to work that in their conversation so it doesn't sound programmed or um, because here's the other thing I think with salespeople and you touched on it when you first opened it up is people sell, okay? There's people that sell and then there's people that consult, okay? Right. And I've met both. So the people that sell pretty much say, hey, I want to meet with you. And then they shove everything down your throat, right? They shove mm-hmm. everything. So is this philosophy, this program going to work with that person if they still open up with that line? That's my first question. My second question is, I know the person that consults, okay, if they open up with this line, it's a no-brainer. It's, they're going to knock down doors. So what are your suggestions? What are your thoughts on the person that and you have run across that, I have run across that, I run across that probably more than ever, is the person that <laughs> has this compelling need to always sell? Well, I, I think, first of all, and that's really why why we call our company Select Sales, right? Because it's, it's really about shifting your focus from selling, from being pushy and aggressive and salesy, to being selected. In order to be selected by your ideal clients for the projects that you're best suited to, to work on, it's a dialogue. It's a give and take. It's a win-win, all the, you know, all the things. But it's It's about first and foremost, making sure your mindset is tuned to the station of how is this good for both of us, right? I'm, when I'm asking somebody, are you open to a new possibility? I'm listening for the fact that they, you know, I want to know what they've tried. I want to know how it worked and what didn't work and, and, you know, where they are in terms of their level of frustration And, and good sales professionals know all the questions to ask to get somebody from like, tell me about your issue to how does this impact you personally? Right. But Mm -hmm. first it has to do with our mindset. Um, You know, I I think the other piece of this conversation that's interesting for your audience is that what we teach is, is a framework. So we call it the open for business framework. And there's three parts of the framework. And for most of my early career, I'm kind of embarrassed to admit, I really only understood and I was only skilled in working with clients in one one general aspect of the framework. And that is the mechanics of sales. Okay. Think about the mechanics of sales as the core piece, right? You have to know, like you were saying at the very beginning of this, you have to know how to handle objections. You have to know how to ask good questions, right? Like those are obvious things. And any sales 101 training is going to cover that. But it's bookended with two other M words, mindset and motion. So the mechanics of selling, no matter how good you are, it's only going to get you as far as the strength of your sales mindset and your ability to stay in consistent motion. And so we really work on this framework because if you really want to be open for business beyond just the ability to transact business, but really attract business and attract the right business, it has to do with being being in tune and being strong in all three areas of that framework, mindset, mechanics, and motion. 
I love it. And um, I can relate to that because um, when we talked before this, um, I think I let you know that I have 27 years where I was in sales and um, being trained all the tactics, all the dirty tactics that you could uh, possibly want to be trained in, right? Mm -hmm. Every kind of tactic out there. And so I really gravitated as a um, salesperson to the consultative selling. I just gravitated to it because it was comfortable for me. And I'm the type of person that you you really set it and, and you hit on it is I wanna be in their position. What's in it for me? I want yeah. to think like them. I want them to know that, you know, when I talk to them, I have empathy for them, but I'm thinking like, what's in it for them? That's what I'm thinking for, you know, when they're saying, what's in it for me, Kat? You know, because mm -hmm. don't waste my time. What's in it for me? You know, and, and you know, what's the benefit to you? What's the benefit to me? Because it has to be a win-win situation. Right. And to me, that's that's how sales works. Um, but you also point out, again, the mindset is a big deal. Okay. Not everybody yeah. has that mindset. And people can be t coached and trained to have the right mindset. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? Or do you want to address yeah. that? Um, I would like to expand on that because I think it's it's frustrating for a lot of people. It's like we've heard that before, right? Like, oh, you should have a strong mindset. Okay, well, what do I, what exactly does that mean? Like, how do I actually get that? How do I know if my mindset is strong right now or not? And so, um, I, what what we work on? There's really three aspects. When I talk about a sales mindset, there's three parts to it. So there's the internal mind. That's what we say to ourselves. And you want to do what we call a, a belief audit, which is really like, what do you think is a lot of money? Because if you're selling something for $10,000, but internally you think $1,000 is a lot of money, you're going to choke every single time you put together a proposal. Um, so what you believe about money, decision makers, you know, how you make buying decisions for yourself impacts how you sell. If it makes sense to you to shop around to 10 different stores or, you know, ask three people for their recommendations, then when somebody tells you, you know, you're the first person I've talked to and I really am not really sure I, I want to talk to some other people, you might be trained what to say, but out of your mouth, because it's your belief and how you would do it, you're going to say, oh, I totally get that. Why don't we check, you know, why don't you touch base in a week? And it's like, oh my God, no, 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 no. What you need to do is identify what are the beliefs you have that support you in sales or sabotage you. So internal mind is job number one. And then there's behavioral mind. And that's um, an area where I think a lot of sales professionals have some understanding it has to do with, you know, disc profiles and the, the just the way that you behave. So it's what our actions say to other people. That's how we know what our behavioral mind is. So it's not so much a strength or a weakness. It's more about it, it makes sense that I know about myself. I relate to people telling me a story about something a lot more than I gravitate toward facts. So if I'm in a selling situation with somebody who really relies on facts and analytics to make their decision, it I better understand my style and how to identify theirs so I can adjust my approach. So that's number two, behavioral mind. The third piece of the puzzle is emotional mind. And that is how well we understand our own emotions and the impact we have on others. So the quick example there is, you know, we all have a shared universal experience with the pandemic, no matter what you sell. Um, but, you know, if you think about there's 
there's 15 different emotional intelligence sort of attributes that we can assess for. Two of them are uh, empathy and assertiveness. So imagine, okay, beginning of pandemic and you want to reach out to people and you want to be helpful and friendly and you want to serve them, but you know that they're dealing with a lot, right? There, we were all dealing with a lot. So a highly empathetic person with low uh, assertiveness might say, hey, I, I, I know it's really tough out there. Why don't we, I just wanted to check in with you. Why don't I check back in six months and see how you're doing? Well, that's empathetic, but you need a little balance of assertiveness. Like if you really have a solution and it's appropriate for them and it can help them, you're not doing them any favors. You're not being, you're being too empathetic and it's not helping them. So an empathetic, balanced, assertiveness person would say, I know it's tough out there. Would you be open to having a conversation about the one or two things that we can control and and seeing if it makes sense to work on that? Because we can't fix everything. That is awesome. I love it. Those are great nuggets. Those are really, really good. Again, if you're tuning in, um, please uh, welcome my guest, Merit. She's uh, talking to us about cell select development. Her, uh, she's CEO of, and um, what are the four words that transform cells? So let me ask you this, Merit, because motion. Motion was something you said is one of the core things of cells. And I think a lot of people may not no motion. Uh, can you elaborate on uh, the motion part of it? Absolutely. Uh, you know, being in consistent motion is very important, right? You know, in a lot of ways, I think, you know, I, I kind of su subscribe to the belief that the energy you put out in the world kind of comes back to you, you know, so the more you are doing those things for outreach and, you know, for a lot of us, in fact, I was listening to a, a previous episode that you did and it's, you know, it's like kind of, we're almost kind of in this bad habit of not doing outreach or we used to be very comfortable doing networking in person and we all had our, you know, 200 business cards <laughs> created, but then we didn't, you know, now we're in this environment where we have to be in sales motion in different ways. So um, I, I used to always describe it like it, it in the beginning, you want to first solve the problem that is right in front of your prospect. But at the same time, you want to offer them a solution so that they don't have that problem again. And I never really had the language for it, but I was listening to a podcast that I really enjoy called um, Founders Journal. And it's by the guy who is one of the, the creators of um, Morning Brew, like a newsletter thing. And his name is Alex Lieberman. And he... He said he described it as be a painkiller and a vitamin. I thought that was just I was kind of upset. I didn't think of that one, but we'll give him credit. Okay. Um, so be a painkiller, right? Like solve your prospects pain immediately, but then be a vitamin. And that's, you know, if you think about it, one a day, like be like, like make sure that they don't have that problem again. What can you offer? So as an example, in my world, you know, the the keynote I might do for a conference is the painkiller. That's, you know, give them something they can put into action. Give them those four words to transform sales. It's easy to implement. It makes a difference right away. They're they're excited about it and they go use it. But then what can you do? To, because they're going to have other problems. Once they have more conversations with prospects that are meeting them, you know, and they're meeting them where they are and they're having great conversations. Well, now they need better questioning skills and, and a little bit more coaching and, and things like that. So you want to offer the vitamin pill. Okay. And that's a little bit about what being in motion is. It's, you know, what can you do to upsell your clients? What can you do to 
uh, and not upsell in a pushy, aggressive, salesy way that's one-sided, but how can you ask questions like, you know, I'm so glad we're working on the problem that you hired me to solve and let's, let's keep our focus on that. But at some point, once we've solved that problem, would you be open to having to sharing with me what are some of the other things that are happening around the organization where I might be able to work with you to solve additional problems to help you generate more revenue? And I think that's a great example of how you combine that those four words to that transform sales into the open for business framework, because that are you open to is a layer that gets infused into mindset, mechanics, and motion. That is awesome. That's awesome. So let me uh, just identify a few people who have joined, chimed in, and made some comments. John, hello. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Albert, yes, I haven't seen you in a long time. I miss you too uh, from Chicago. Uh, and then James, uh, he likes the Packer hat. Thank you, James. <laughs> uh, and John, owner of Veteran painters in Dayton, Ohio. Thanks for uh, chiming in, John. So uh, one of the things that my uh, that I found um, that was in your bio, okay, so I'll just read it and then we'll talk a little bit about who do you help, okay? Her sales SWAT on steroids has helped countless business owners know exactly where to begin to create long-lasting change and consistent growth. I love that. It is a very impactful statement. So um, with that being said, like who is an ideal client? Who are you helping? Are you helping plumbers? Are you helping CEOs? Who are you helping? Yeah. Um, anybody that's in a, in a consultative sales uh, you know, arena, right? So no, no, we don't, you know, if you're selling a widget and it's, and I could buy the same widget online for 10 cents less, like those are not our clients. Um, we work with people who are in, who, you know, where the salesperson professional is really an integral part of the process. So think about custom solutions, creative, uh, solutions, um, consultative sales processes, big ticket items, longer sales cycles. So I have clients in manufacturing and engineering and uh, professional services, all kinds of professional services. Um, but they're, you know, people who are really experts at what they do. And yes, I have trained plumbers and uh, I've rode a truck with a, on a truck with <laughs> pest control um, to, to watch estimators actually engage in the sales process, which was fascinating. Um, and yeah, I mean, highly technical, skilled people. Those are great clients for us. And because of how we organize our training programs, we can serve a lot of entrepreneurs. And I think that's a really, you know, we're, we're almost serving as an entrepreneur's sales manager because they don't have anybody looking over their shoulders to say, yep. so how many calls did you make last week? Right. And a good sales manager, as you know, fills those roles of, trainer, coach, supervisor, accountability partner. And that's what we do for our entrepreneurial clients. And then for our clients that have us work with their entire sales team, sometimes we go in at the top, like what's the strategy for this year? Um, and then what are the, you know, what are the structures in place to reach the, our goals for that strategy and we're getting very tactical and then we break it down into training sessions. And so we can get very detailed. Um, 
I think I've also been doing a lot of work lately uh, because of the marketplace we're in and how difficult it is to retain good people um, in all different kinds of roles. Um, I have some uh, a lot of experience actually developing onboarding programs for new hires to get them up to speed very quickly. I think about it from a people perspective, and particularly if you're onboarding new salespeople, I... I know and I have lots of um, content already built that helps you get those people up and running quickly so that they start making money for you instead of, you know, feeling like you got to wait all this time before you can have them talk to anybody. So I think that's been a really um, interesting thing that we've seen a lot of growth in that area of, of our business um, because that's what people need right now, too. Yes, absolutely. And I, um, as we we're winding this down and wrap this up, I always ask for uh, success stories. Are there any success stories for you to share with us? And I know that you don't have to say proprietary information or people's names or companies, but anything you want to share? Um, sure. I'll tell you a story and uh, and I'll loop it back to the sales SWAT on steroids that you okay. mentioned, the, the select sales SWAT on steroids. Um, and so I had a, a, a company, this is almost like the perfect storm. So I, I did a, a keynote speech for this um, association. I was talking about the open for business framework. I mentioned the SWOT um, analysis report and somebody in the audience, um, business owner went online and they did the complete assessment and what's nice about our assessment and we may not always be able to offer this. So I want to be careful, but right now, <laughs> like right now, it's not like a, you know, those boilerplate responses, like, because you answered, you know, choice A to question seven, you know, this is, this is how you are. And we don't do that. We, we actually have a select tr coach trainer, look at every single answer that you put into that analysis and we review it. Sometimes we'll do a quick sort of five minute like video report back, but it's 100% custom. You know, it's, hi, John, thanks for filling this out. Let's talk about what I saw on your report and what I think would be good aspects for you to focus in on in terms of mindset, mechanics, motion. And sometimes there's so much there and we might be a good match to work together. We pick up the phone and say, you know, I could give you a five minute overview, but I'd really like to schedule an hour. Let's do a deep dive, whether or not we end up working together. I feel like there's a lot here and I want to share this with you. And I think people are like so starving for custom real help as opposed to all this bot stuff that yep. <laughs> that's going around. So anyway, so this guy fills it out. We ended up having a one-on-one -on -one meeting. We're so appreciative. And at that time it, it, you know, he was like, there's a lot to digest here. Right. So we kind of like put a pin on it. He, he fixed a few early things that, that we identified in the assessment and analysis. And then he reached back out to me and I ended up working with his uh, sales director. We, we looked at the goals for the department. There were some gaps between how sales and operations were working together. There were some very big gaps. Um, so we worked on what, what can we do to fix those, those immediate things. And then I started, I built a plan for them. Like these are the five specific areas that your sales team would would 
you know, needs, if, if they had development in these five areas, asking questions, setting expectations, um, uh, upselling, you know, I can't remember what the other two were, then I think you'll see very fast revenue growth. And so we did that and we did very focused training and work and they actually had big increases. There was only one salesperson that really didn't have any increase out of uh, their team of seven. And so we called that a win. That um, is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it all starts with where are you right now? And because our, our sales SWAT on steroids really looks at mindset mechanics and motion, we're really able to do a deeper dive. So when we work on what is the solution to fix this, we're not just solving that one problem in front of us, like the painkiller, we're really providing the vitamins so that you don't have these problems again. And now you have a, a way to really grow. That is awesome. I love it. Uh, I love it. Okay, Barrett, as we wind this down, how do, what do you have to offer, you know, anybody watching today and how do they get a hold of you? Well, I'd love to offer your audience the sales, the select sales SWAT on steroids. It's, you know, it takes about seven minutes, you know, a little longer if you're really being thoughtful. And some of the questions are, you know, kind of personal, like about your beliefs and money. But if you're open to sharing with us the real details, we really do work hard to give people very um, personalized feedback. And I promise you, even if we don't end up doing any business together, you will find a lot of value, even just going through the assessment online. So the best way to get a hold of that is actually go to MeritCon, M-E-R-I-T-K-A-H-N, dot VIP forward slash quiz. That'll take you directly to the assessment. And uh, the assessment will ask for your email and your phone number, your contact information. And then one of it, it might even be me or it might be one of our other select trainers, but somebody will reach out to you directly and we'll give you that, that feedback. The other way that you could reach out to us is um, merit at selectsales.com. Don't forget it's S E L L E C T sales.com. And um, yeah, and or meritcon.com is my website. So there's too much information there, but meritcon.vip slash quiz. Go, go do the assessment. I think you'll really like it. Okay. And then you're on all social media, right? They can connect with you on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. I'm most active on LinkedIn. I love when people reach out and do a connection request, you know, put a, put a little note in there that you heard, uh, heard me with Kat and, um, and we can go from there. I can give you a booking link if you want to bypass all of it and just set up a time to talk, whatever I can do to help. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Merritt, for being on. And it was great information. And I really look forward to hearing back from people on what the takeaways were. So I really, really do appreciate it. If you do have a comment for Merritt, please drop the comments. I will tag Merritt on all the posts so that she can see them and address them for you. Uh, Or reach out to me if you want to, and I can forward them to Merritt for you, uh, however the case may be. But thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate you. Well, thank Thank you. I really appreciate being here. Thanks, Merritt. Uh, hey, so um, tune in next time again. I'm I'm on every Friday, every Friday, just to get you guys some information so that we can take your business to the next level. This is the time. Now, this is a new year. This is the time to make change. This is a time to take effect. So 
if you didn't like what happened in 2021, it's in your hands. Start taking control. Start doing something. Start taking action. And so all the guests that I'm bringing live and in my podcast to you are people that are here to help you stand out and grow. So until next time, got this. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Stand Out and Grow. Check out all the notes and links at www.standoutandgrow.com. I am so thankful to you for helping this show continue to grow. I want to keep producing content that you want to hear, so please leave me some feedback. I look forward to bringing you more resources and information to help your business stand out and grow. Please follow us on social media and make sure you follow this podcast so you can learn more about helping your business stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. Until next time, you got this. Advertise helps businesses stand out and grow with affordable advertising options. We will help you make good business decisions so you can save money and not just throw it against the wall to see if it sticks. Get your free strategic advertising analysis today so you can see the opportunities to stand out and grow your business. Visit www.standoutandgrow.com offers page to learn more.